Patrick, talk to me about this LSU coach that then developed a Southern accent. Like, what, <laughs> <laughs> what happened? How do you do that? I don't know. He took a quick course in, in Southern uh, drawl. Was that not bizarre? Do you, isn't he from Massachusetts? Yeah, he is just so bizarre. He, By the way, he's a bizarre guy. Why? He's, I don't know anything about um, college football. Why? Just except for what Dan tells me, which I guess is he's a good coach, but he's, I don't know, we, kind of pretentious. Coach, or, I don't know him. He seems like he's, yeah, but pretentious. He seems, you know, remember he had all that controversy where he kept the kids out and the coaches filming and the windstorm and the guy died. And Oh, he they, did? I don't know that. I didn't know. I don't oh, follow yeah, college. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, this is years ago and you know, there were some questions on, you know, obviously they should not have been out there and filming and, you know, you know, like the big towers that they film, you know, the practice from. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, just picture a tower, you know, like a, and if collapsed in the wind or whatever, and uh, yeah, the guy died. So anyway, I mean. What's this guy's name? Something Kelly, right? Is it Brian Kelly? Brian Kelly. Okay, Brian not, Kelly. Not relevant to the fact that all of a sudden, you know, in one night he had a southern draw. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The guy seems delusional to me. I mean, he goes out on the court just as serious as could be to welcome himself and his family and has a full southern draw. It was so weird. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess this. Total, totally bizarre. Seeing everyone. Uh, anyway, all the jokes online were hysterical yeah. about Very weird. Anyway, okay. I, I just wanted to ask if you knew more about that. Um, well, where do you want to begin today? I mean, Chris Cuomo fired. Uh, wow, yeah. Uh, what do you think? And of course, you know, apparently he was Jeff Zucker. They were very good friends. Now they're kind of obviously, I don't know, you know, you know the inside of media more than I do. But I guess they're kind of, he said, he said they are saying they both, you know, lied about things. Yeah, and- so, I mean, I only know what I'm reading. So, it, you know, now this morning it says he's going to sue CNN because they didn't do a settlement agreement with him. Uh, so apparently, you know, they claim when they investigated more, uh, more came to light in terms of how he was helping his brother. He claims Jeff Zucker knew about it. Zucker says no, or CNN says no, I should say, a spokesperson for CNN. Uh, they say they found or somebody came forward with a 10 year, 11 year old harassment or something uh sexual misconduct i think they're calling it um allegation the woman representing her attorney uh is also the attorney for the main woman who is accusing the brother i i just think when they looked at the entire picture you think it didn't look good yeah i don't think one thing stood on its own you know I think they were trying to save him. And I think they just, you know, when they looked at the facts and where they were and his ratings, I mean, keep in mind, he had like the worst November in the history of his show. I heard that the ratings have gone up since basically he's been suspended, which seems yeah, like, listen, really? I think there's a, you know, I do. I think there's a lot of talent. There's this perception that people like them and tune into them when they don't that goes local and national <laughs> you always say that about jimmy kimmel who i adore but you say jimmy kimmel's ratings are like so low terrible, terrible. which is amazing because like abc and, and colbert's ratings are terrible now late night in general is way down but i've said this for years and years and years uh you know 
the pro yeah listen on the network level it's different because a small rating if it's the right environment for advertisers people will still pay a lot of money to be in Colbert or Kimmel. Oh, okay. Okay. Or like historically Letterman and Carson and, you know, all those shows. But, you know, um, yeah, I mean, listen, I think there's this perception because someone's been around a long time and, you know, uh, you know, he didn't do great in the morning. They moved him to prime time. He still didn't do well. Um, yeah, big name. You know, my sense is you look at a Chris Cuomo and you say, OK, if he wasn't the brother of the governor and a grant, he's you know, he's listening. He's been a reporter for a long time. Sure. But what do you have been so high profile at CNN? I, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. But um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, last... and, and, and by the way, he, he left or they canceled his Sirius XM radio show as well. Okay, well, my thing to you was, last question, do you think he'll be picked up by another network? Like, do you think he goes to HBO, tries to do something like a Bill Maher show? Or, or I don't know. You know what? I think he has a chance because, I mean, he certainly can't be a true journalist, I don't think, again. But I'm not sure he ever was, or maybe he was a long time ago. Certainly hasn't been in years. Um, I don't... I don't think he's done anything can't like that could cancel him forever or certainly yeah, not no. that's been not that's been public yet. So yeah, I think he's got a shot to do a to to do something to reinvent himself. I mean, it would be interesting. He is a well-known name, but to your point, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't I'm seem like sure he does that can, well ratings-wise. No, I don't I'm not sure Bill Maher's likable either, but I like Bill Maher. The question is, I don't think Cuomo's likable. The yeah. question is, can you do a show that is very watchable? I- I'm not sure, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure he can. All right, let's <laughs> move on to something more serious. I'm curious your thoughts on this. Then we- we've got a lot of sports to talk about and some other politics. And, I- and Omicron, whatever the hell and Yeah, oh, and of course, Montgomery County. I mean, I need the latest update, you know? You're- that's where you're building your following. Um <laughs> But, okay, tell me about Michigan. You know, tragic story in Michigan about this school shooting. Um, I'm all for it. I mean, they're charging the parents. They're talking about charging potentially some school administrators. Uh, They're charging this kid, this Ethan Crumbly, as an adult. Um, Look, in in a year where it seems like everybody's been like, oh, there's so much crime and people, and, you know, the judicial system is really light on crime. It seems like in Michigan, they're going hardcore what what are your thoughts on that story you think they should 100 percent. i agree and with you and i am pro second amendment with, with with reason i'm i'm a reasonable second amendment advocate i don't i think there there absolutely should be um rational restrictions on the types of firearms, the amount of ammunition, age, training, licensing, and so forth. Uh, You know, the parents' negligence contributed to the end result. Now, to what degree, how much time should they do? Can they get convicted? I mean, those are all, you know, very legal questions and yeah, I don't you know, know the answer to that either. Yeah. Um, 
as far as school administrators, that's a more difficult one. I mean, obviously, if they knew or had knowledge of what he was going to do, absolutely. Short of that, I think it's very dangerous to second guess. Yeah, maybe they made a mistake setting about the class. Maybe they made a mistake not recognizing. Maybe not searching his. You not know, searching, right? Exactly. After he had, you know, this teacher sounded the alarm, as you know. You know, he had drawn some very disturbing photos yeah, or pictures. I think tough, right? I, I do. I think. You think it's that tough in this era where we've had school, these just horrible school and college shootings? I mean, all yeah, every teacher across the country I, knows. I do. I, I do because I think there's still, you know, there's still laws. And I, I think that's all that I personally think that's opening up a can of worms. Now, again, if they had knowledge and didn't act, if they had, um, if they didn't follow specific protocols and ignored protocols or circumvented them just because. So if, if they had a clear protocol where based on the information they were supposed to search him and they did not, or somebody made a conscious decision, nah, he's a good kid. We're not going to search him. Or I know his parents, we're not going to search. him. Yes. Then maybe, I don't, but short of that, you know, listen, I, I think the blame, I think sometimes you try to blame everybody. To me, the blame's clearly on the kid and the Oh, parents. yeah, the parents knew exactly his mental stability. They had a gun. They had access to the gun. I mean, yeah, the whole thing. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm glad to see him charging the parents. I think great. Parents have to be more, more you know, more cautious restrictive the gun should have been kept away um well i mean don't you think they now i will say this if 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 let's say they let's say their gun was kept in a safe locked the kid went and broke into the safe or you know whatever went out of his way took extraordinary measures to get the gun that was purchased legally then i'm not sure the parents should be held accountable like, I don't think they should be held accountable because they didn't recognize their son could potentially do this at a school. I think that's very dicey. Yeah. I think they should be charged because they were reckless and negligent with their gun. And- well, and even having a meeting that morning, I mean, they knew he was unstable and they knew he had access to that gun. Now, I don't know if they knew that the gun was at school uh, in the my locker. Po- but My point is, if you're parents and you get called to that meeting and you just bought a gun a few days before... Aren't you asking the question, where's the gun? Well, right? I, well, to your point, I think that's why they're charging them, right? Yeah, they they I agree. think that I they, agree. Yeah. they were, they were, they were negligent. Deep. Right? Yeah. It, it's such a, it's like such a tragic story. You know, four kids kill. I just, it's like hard to even look at their pictures. It's I mean, like somebody, the saddest I mean, thing. Like, and maybe this isn't a, maybe this isn't a very good comparison, but if your kid calls you at 12 o'clock at night drunk, my first question is, where's your car? Don't drive. Yeah. Right. Because right. it's a weapon now. My kid's all depressed or something wrong, gets called to the school. Where's our gun? Yeah. Where, it has to be your first or second thought. Well, especially when he's drawing very, you know, disturbing. Right. A, is he okay? And B, where's the gun? Like, I don't know. I just. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, to your point, yeah. I mean, so heavy story. Okay, let's let's shift gears. Let's talk a little politics, but, and we'll you get. Know, I, I, let, let, two seconds more on the story. Yeah, yeah, though. yeah. It's a it's a big one. The, the victims, you know, clearly oh. it look it looks like the football player was a hero. Uh, you know, a lot of people stepped up to you know minimize the tragedy. Right? It was obviously four people lost their lives, others injured. A lot of victims, family members, and so forth. Um, but you know, I believe the police officer was the one who who got him uh, eventually. But um, you know, so you know, there's a lot. We, anytime, and the other thing that's sad, very sad, I should say, is you know, a couple days in the news, not even the day of. I mean, I remember years and years ago, a school shooting like that, it would have been wall-to-wall coverage. Right. The, ne- the network news organizations, cable news organizations, they covered it, move on. I mean, then they come back to it, but it's, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, we have a station in Detroit. Obviously, they were full-blown coverage of it. But, you know, we've become numb to these things, which, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, all right, where do you want to go from here? We Bob Dole passed away, ninety eight. Yeah, long I mean, time. Yeah, good. I mean, not good that he died. Good, I mean, that's a long good age, life good and, life. Yeah, yeah. yeah I you know had a big at career. Point, at some point, I mean, even if it's your even if it's your parent or grandparent, I I think you're less sad when they're ninety eight, right? Oh, totally. Versus, I agree. Yeah. I mean, how lucky are you? I mean, you know, what a life. You know, he had lots of health issues, was injured in World War II, long-time like to me, senator. What's the Mendoza line on, like, really, 82? Well, I think if you live to be, I say north of 88 now. I, I consider, like, wow. I, don't, I don't consider 80 old anymore. I consider uh, 88, if you live beyond 88, I mean, you're just, like, on borrowed time. I think, like, I think if you make 85. That's a great at, number. At, at any point after that, check my ticket. I'm good. <laughs> Okay, well, there you go. Good to know. Um, hey, what did you think of the story coming out that Kamala Harris, Vice President Kamala Harris, is a bully and difficult to work with? Do we think this is that big 100% of a deal? 100% not surprised. <laughs> not, Come on, you're full of 100% not surprised. I, you, I've been saying this to you <laughs> for since she was running for president. She is not likable. There's a reason. I at the end of the day, you know, we make fun of voters and the, they have a pretty good sense. Yeah, maybe not with Trump, but you know what? It, early on, you know. Look, at first when he ran, it was yeah, I think right. refreshing I mean, to like, a lot of people. Even like MSNBC, you know, you know, the morning show loved it. Morning Joe. Like they loved I he yeah, he's At an first, entertainer. Yeah, yeah. He, he's done well on TV. So, yeah, it's easy to look back now. But when he was running, you're right. Yeah, they thought it was just going to be entertaining. And then all of a sudden it picked up momentum. Here's, here, here's a woman, attorney general. I said this last week. Senator of California. Um, didn't even get 1% from the Democratic Party. They, th- there's something wrong there, right? So now, and, and you know, I remember, you know, when she, when Kavanaugh at the Kavanaugh hearing, she was condescending. She, she was completely different than Klobuchar, right? 
uh, senator from Minnesota, the way they approached it, Klobuchar was very, you know, straightforward. Hum- Kamala Harris was like theatrics and acting and rude and. She gives off. She does have anyway, a bizarre. De- she has a bizarre delivery for sure. She's she's awkward. I don't think she feels comfortable. Well, that's what the article it reads. They they say she's very insecure. She will not read briefings. She's unprepared, and then she lashes out at her staff. You know, again, this is from people that worked for her yeah, uh, allegedly. T- so I well, I said it when he picked her. It was not a good choice. I thought, uh, you know, I thought he, Tammy Duckworth would have been a much better choice. I thought Klobuchar would have been a better choice. Um, But, you know, he's stuck with her now. And the problem for the Democrats, you would have hoped that his VP pick would have been able to just pick up after four years, assuming, you know, President Biden does not run again and really be popular and and somebody that um, the Democrats can rally around. She's not it. Uh, I do. She, I do have to agree with you. She is not it. Um, you know, whether that's now Buttigieg or uh, Mayor Pete. Yeah, Mayor Pete or you <laughs> I don't know. know. Do else. you think Mayor Pete's got it? I don't. I don't. I mean, I think he's a really level-headed person that I love having representing I, the United hey, States. But I don't know that he's the and, guy. Stacey Abrams. Okay, we'll see if she's the real deal. Yeah, she's going to run again. What is she running for, Patrick? Governor of Georgia. Okay, thank you. And I think she's going to have a very good chance to win because the Republicans and Trump, unfortunately, are going to continue. Listen, Trump Trump is, um, he, he just takes things personal and he's vindictive. And he does not like Brian Kemp, who's the sitting governor. Sure, sure, yes. Because you know, he Governor Kemp pushed back on him with the election results and everything. And Kemp's a pretty good guy, it seems. Uh, and actually seems like he's done a pretty good job for Georgia. But David Perdue, who lost in the runoff. So David Perdue was a was senator, was running for senator. He, he did not get the 50 didn't get over the 50% threshold. So Atlanta, Atlanta, just to remind everybody, they do an open primary. So you have 610 candidates or whatever. You got to get over 50%. If you get over 50%, you become senator in the, in the, in the, I'm sorry, they have an open election. If you don't get 50%, then you got to go to a runoff with the person who finishes second. Okay. He got like 49.7. So he was like 0.3% away from being senator, had to go to a runoff. That's when Trump, you know, went crazy about Georgia. And then you had your two Democrats come in and each one in the runoff. Um, so we'll see, you know, so Trump put is putting Purdue up to run against Kemp in the primary. They'll beat each other up. They'll spend money they don't need to spend. And There'll be much, much, either one will be a weaker candidate against Stacey Abrams. And I think she has a chance to win. But my point was, Stacey Abrams right now is a better presidential candidate, never mind governor, than Kamala Harris, even though she's the VP, in my opinion, Mm. for the Democrats. 
Okay, it's going to be good. God, it'll be here before you know it. Um, okay. But let- it, it, isn't it? It's odd, though. Like, she should be better. I, I don't, like, I don't, I don't understand it. Attorney General, sitting senator. I don't know. No, well, I think a lot of people share your frustration. I think a lot of people agree with you. I mean, I don't I didn't read much into that report because, you know, President Trump had a ton of turnover. Um, you know, she's had some yeah, turnover. I that mean, that listen, seems typical. One, one, one person leaves. And by the way, you know, again, I if she's tough, okay. If a male's tough, they get they get they use different verbiage to exp- you know, she, you know, she's this versus a, a male boss can be that. So I don't read too much into that. But we were saying this even before that. There's something, there's something amiss there in terms of her performance and where she should be as a as a VP. Yeah. No, I don't think you're wrong. I think a lot of people agree with that. Um, let's talk Omicron. How do you? Okay. What are you thinking now? I, I I sort of feel like a week later, this is again dying out. You know, um, there's reports that this could actually help the pandemic end yeah. because it's much more contagious, but more mild. Uh, the market's completely tanked over this. Um, well, this well, and it's come back now, 670 points yesterday. I uh, can't. What's it doing today? It's oh, really? up a little today right okay, now. Okay, well, hurry, hurry. There's a big sell-off. Come on, Bitcoin down, our crypto down. Let's go. I, I, mean, er, I mean, early indications are it's m- more mild than Delta, maybe more transmissible, which we said last week. Okay. And again, not we. I have no, I, you know, very smart epidemiologists who I follow, very rational epidemiologists uh, have said that you, that's what you want. You want a mild aggressively transmissible variant, hopefully to take over Delta and become the predominant. And then you're truly now in an endemic stage, right? My question is, let's hope that's it. And let's assume for a second, that's the case. Okay. Our leaders, so-called leaders, like the Montgomery County, you know, socialists that they are, you have to transition to how you manage this. You truly cannot just count cases anymore because you're going to have a lot more breakthrough cases with a variant that's highly transmissible. You've had some with Delta, of, you know, you know, data that I've looked at recently says it's basically uh, uh, 75 percent to 25 percent. So of all new cases, it's like 70, 30 unvaccinated to 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 um, breakthrough. But the hospitalizations are 85 to 15, if not 90 to 10, unvaccinated to vaccinated. Yep. So if people have their vaccinations, they get their boosters. We have to transition to this mindset that, oh, you get a case, 10 days, home, locked in. No. Like, okay, you stay home for a few days. You don't feel great. I, I It has to get to the point of hopefully if this mild variant takes over assuming it is mild we got to get to the flu mentality right you have the flu stay home for a few days from work you come back to work sure right if we're still counting cases in four or five months assuming this variant is what we hope it is it's just a monumental mistake monumental mistake we have to transition there's like these two worlds. We've said this before. There's 
100,000 people going to football games, tailgating, concerts, getting on planes, traveling to every island, vacations, Thanksgiving. And yet there's this, oh, my God, we got, you know, 85 cases yesterday in Montgomery County. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> Mocha! So I, so I follow Connecticut because I thought I think, you know, I think the governor, uh, Ned Lamont's done a pretty good job up there. Um and like, if you follow Connecticut, okay, every day, very clear, right in front of you, we had, you know, we had a hundred cases. We tested four thousand people. The positivity rate today was one point seven percent. We uh, have five hundred hospitalizations. Eighty-three percent of those are unvaccinated. Seventeen percent are vaccinated. We had one death, an eighty-three-year-old person who was unvaccinated, like. It's so detailed, and it's it sounds like it's straightforward. There's no Montgomery County. Oh, we had 196 cases today. Get tested. Get vaxxed. We're 98 percent vaccinated. Yeah, who's left to vax? Who the hell is left to vax? And by the way, how do you have 200 cases? What are you testing? 10,000 people a day, and of the 200, how many were unvaxed? Versus vax. How many are even outside the county? Great point. Are those, are those being counted? The numbers don't jive. You know, at some point, you can't have 200 cases at a one point. I mean, at a 2.5% positivity rate. Are you literally testing 7,500 people every day or 10,000 people? Okay, well, how do you think this reflects on Governor Hogan? Because you're, you're talking about gov- the governor of Connecticut, who seems to be in control. I think, Hogan, I think Hogan did a good job. I don't think he's done a great job. And, yeah, it and, seems like. No, well, let me let me rephrase that. I think he's done a great job balancing the seriousness of COVID, certainly early on, with then reopening and, um, you know, business and risk management and personal management. I think he's done a bad job advocating, abdicating, I should say, way too much power to the county executives. So I tweeted this morning, Howard County. Howard County does not have a mass mandate except for schools and government buildings. Okay. Howard County has much better numbers right now without a mass mandate than Montgomery County. Since Montgomery County reinstituted the mass mandate, their cases have gone up three times what they were per day. Now, wow. I'm not suggesting what, what that, that somehow mass create COVID. Yeah, what right, I'm right. suggesting is that, you know what, rather than go to a restaurant wearing a mask, maybe you stay home. Maybe you have a bunch of family members come over. Maybe you have kids come over. I don't know. But it's it's very odd to me in a county that's vaxxed to the degree we are that you're now have three to four times the cases you had versus when you had no mass mandate. And the the positivity rate is still extremely low. Two point seven percent. Right? Yeah. Something's something's not right in this county. It's just not. Well, I think we I think we've talked about it and nailed it and you know, it's about control. It's you know, it's about control. It's it, It's about control and it's about not really following the science and it's about picking arbitrarily picking the metric you want to use to have control. So um, and, you know, and like we've talked enough people in Montgomery County, probably because obviously you can travel to so many other places very quickly here. Yes, they're going they're not, everywhere, coming back in. 
Right. People so, aren't so, mad enough about it. You know, they're not outraged enough about it. And, to... I, and, I, and I'm going to say most businesses I've gone in, very lax. Like I think even the very. business community and people are like enough. They are. They're not enforcing it. They're not, you know. So just, you know, enough with the fear. <laughs> I said this yesterday. I was, where was I? Sunday. I went for a run. And uh, kids in Montgomery County on playgrounds with masks on. Walking from school yesterday with masks on. Why? Why does a kid have a mask on outside in this county? Because the county and now their parent, they've created fear for these kids, right? And you saw yesterday, you know, huge study came out. Politico came out with the story. Um, unrelated to the mass, but because we kept the kids home for so long from school. Okay. And I'm, I'm you know, sure. I'm, I'm powerful. One of the worst standardized testing results nationwide since standardized testing started. Really? What did I'm you sure. think was going to happen? Yeah. 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 Kids haven't been learning, really. I mean, you know, virtual school is so difficult. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, anyway. All right. That's our uh, that's Montgomery our... County mass mandate <laughs> update. All right. What else do you want to talk about in sports? Um, also, you know, I thought it was fascinating. How about the Washington football team winning four in a row to go to six and six? As of today, they'd be in the playoffs. Oh, come on. You sound like all these, you know, no, D.C. Not. sports guys that get so excited. Please, no, they'll disappoint. I'm just saying. It's, it's good for Fox. We have them. <laughs> Fox 5, I should say. I uh, no, I'm kidding. It's always good. People people love Washington football team in this town. It's awesome when they win. I think it's just, you know, I've been here like 15 I, listen, I years. Think, uh, so... It was a great weekend of sports. You had um, fantastic. Um, you had the Alabama-Georgia game where – Alabama shocked everyone, was an underdog, and crushed Georgia. Okay. Yet Cincinnati, who is uh, a non-Power 5 school, as they call it, you know, one, not from one of the Power 5 conferences, first time ever to make the playoffs with the, you know, the four teams. Okay. College football goes to four, four teams. And uh, Michigan is back. Jim Harbaugh finally has a good year, <laughs> beats Ohio State. Beats Iowa in the Big Ten Championship, and now they're in the playoffs. So it's Alabama versus Cincinnati and Georgia versus Michigan, and the winners will play for the national championship. So, yeah, it's, it's exciting. Okay. Uh, yeah. Good sports. Good sports weekend. Um, what did you think of this story? What do you think of Jesse? Jesse you think uh, oh, Jesse, Jesse Smollett gets uh, – <laughs> do you think he gets found guilty? I do, actually. Yeah. So you think I'll have do. to repay Chicago or you – um, probably a portion, I bet. I don't think he's going to do any jail time, do you? No, I don't either. No. I don't either. I mean, I, you know, obviously, I'm sure he's spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on attorneys. I'm sure he'll pay. For, what do you think? I mean, it sounds to me like the the evidence is pretty damning. Um, you yeah, know, I he's mean, toast. With he's one toast. of these guys, he had, a, you know, clearly had a relationship with them, um, you know, of some sort, whatever. You know. Do you find it odd that we're not he hearing more of the... Uh, how do you pronounce her first name? Maxwell, the Maxwell woman for what Epstein? Oh, Gishlane, Gislaine or whatever. Gishlane. Gishlane. I don't know how to is say that, it. Is that like purposely being avoided? 
You don't think we're hearing? I think there's a lot about it. I say every day. I I just don't. To me, that's one of those stories I should pay attention to. I don't care. I think they're both guilty. I don't know. She's as guilty as he is. I feel like we haven't heard enough about it. It's, you know, based on who's involved, you got Bill Clinton, Trump, Gates, all these other big names, right? You would think we'd be hearing much more about this case, and we're not. And in what way you you think that these guys that were friendly with him were partaking in some sort of inappropriate behavior? No, no, no. I'm not talking about the exact. I'm just saying in general, you would think this would be like all over the place, like for from a media standpoint. It's got everything you want. Powerful people. Yeah. Tons of money. Tons of money. Rich. I don't know. Well. to that point, don't you think they're probably friends with a lot of media people who, and they're probably saying, don't report this. I mean, I I'm even reading Don Lemon. I don't know if Don Lemon is going to be in trouble, but now there's from the, the um, Jesse Smollett story that Don Lemon had texted Jesse Smollett in yeah. regards to if charges were going to be brought against and kind of keeping him informed. So I'm not surprised that the CNN and, you know, we've said this before, their, their entire primetime lineup is in big trouble. Anderson Cooper's ratings are way, way, way down. Really? Yeah. He needs to go to Bravo anyway. He and Andy Cohen are like so good together. Now Cuomo's gone <laughs> and Don Lemon. I I think you're going to see a full, you know. That'd be nuts. If Don Lemon gets fired over, I don't know. Again, I think it's just. Well, I'm I, not saying he's going to get fired. I'm just saying, you know, they're, they're, they've really struggled in ratings. So, um We'll see. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point about these stories. I should pay more attention. I just think Gishlaine is completely guilty. So I'm like... I, oh, I think she's guilty. Yeah. She knew what was going on. Yeah. And I think... And I guess I need to read more into it. You know, he Jeffrey Epstein and, and former President Bill Clinton... I think Bill you Clinton, and I... I think these court cases should just come to the two of us. We'll <laughs> listen to a few facts. No, absolutely not. Each side gets three Mm -hmm. minutes and then you and I decide. No way. Guilty, not guilty. So difficult interpreting the law. And then it's like... I'm kidding. I don't even want to be a juror. Have you ever been a juror? No, I have not. I've been called. I've been called. uh, Never, never made it. My number got called. In in, uh, Maryland, you have to call the night before. And, you know, like I was number... 237 or whatever and you call and it says tomorrow we're only gonna have people between number 300 and 420 like woohoo don't have to go well i don't see how you could do it anyway being in the media well, I, i'd be a great drawer i'd listen <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be the foreman let's go <laughs> the foreman. um why i would do my civic duty first of all, but... i'm not i'm not technically in the media i manage a station but the problem is you want uh, you want more people like you and I, rational people who, you know, I, I mean, I'd probably get, I'd probably, they, they probably wouldn't take me. You never know, right? It's always about, I don't know, the whole jury selection thing is like a big, you know, thing. But um, I wanted to ask you a couple quick things, though. How do you feel about this story, uh, movie theaters going by the wayside? People are not, you know, they've gone back to restaurants. They've gone back to live events. Very They're sad, not going back to movie sad. theaters. Do you think in the next five, ten years we will see movie theaters almost like drive-in movie theater? Like it'll be such a rarity. What do you? What are your thoughts, predictions? It, it's very sad, and it's it goes to the mass mandates, okay? Mm. And I, and I don't say and you know all kidding aside, you know in L.A., New York, big 
movie viewing places, you still have to wear a mask in those movie theaters, I believe. I know in L.A. you do, and I believe for sure in New York you do. Uh, you know, it's one thing to go in a restaurant. You walk in with your mask on, then you get to your table, a bar, and you pull your mask off. You're drinking. No one cares. Yeah, granted, you could eat and drink food in a movie theater, but some don't. Many don't. And you're sitting there with your mask on. I'd rather be home. I know. People are watching at home. And now but they're- it's a shame because the experience, date night, you go to a restaurant before or after, or you grab a drink before or after. Yeah, you're spending money, right? You're out and about. Yeah. I mean, who wants to still sit at home now? Like, go out, out. Um, all right. Well, last thing I had for you. Did you see this story about men that take Viagra? 68% less likely to get dementia. So what do you think? Are you going to be, you know, popping the blue pill to keep your brain or what? Yeah, let's go. I should. I'm going to go get some. <laughs> Although that four hour thing scares me. I just thought he had that. Oh, wow. I wonder if you're getting on board with this. Yeah. New research. They say whatever's in Viagra, I guess, pretty Creates a protein that well, wards off dementia. I, 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 again, it's it's a <laughs> it's it's kind of funny, but to get serious for a second. Oh, this happens a lot, and I only noticed because of my time with Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. There's been numerous blood cancer drugs that the offshoot of those drugs have helped a lot of other types of of, yeah. of, of foot. So you know, in a weird way, it's kind of it's good that. And, and, you know, pharmaceuticals in this country are extremely expensive. And I do agree with President Biden yesterday. I don't love his build back, uh, build back better plan, whatever it's called. Uh, I think it's a lot of it, I think, is just boondoggle progressive spending. I do agree with his uh, pharmaceutical pricing, you know, where, I, you know, for an example, insulin you can't be charged more than $35. Yeah. Insulin costs literally like $8 to make. They charge like $1,000 oh. a $1, yeah. insulin and, shot you know, or right? something. It's, Isn't it insane? To me, drugs that, you know, there's drugs that you choose to take because maybe they make you feel better or whatever. And then there's drugs that you have to take to stay alive. And this country is wealthy enough where if there are drugs you have to take to stay alive, it shouldn't matter what your income is to to pay for those drugs, right? So I do agree with that part of it. But having said that, there is a lot of research and development that these U.S. pharmaceutical companies do that result in some groundbreaking drugs. Oh, heck yeah. But I think you have to have that balance of profit and being reasonable with pricing. But I also don't think anyone should not be able to afford their insulin to stay alive. Look at this pragmatic pat. Look at that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Pragmatic bat. That's, yeah. That could be a show. <laughs> it's skeptical your... Sarah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Absolutely. <laughs> we could create our own little, like, you know, cartoon character. Oh, shoot. Um, well, good Sassy points. Sarah. You like Sassy Sarah better? Yeah. Yeah, sassy Sarah, sassy Sarah works. It's better than slutty Sarah. You know, I mean, there's so many. <laughs> like, there's just so many things we could call each other. So that's... <laughs> Yeah. Okay, uh, Patrick. We are heading into the holiday season. Uh, can, are we going to be Are we going to be podcasting the whole time? What you got cooking? Yeah, so I think we're going to be podcasting in the next two weeks, hopefully, 
and then we are going to take the week after Christmas off. What's the deal? Are we doing a holiday party at Fox 5 or no? We can't bring those back yeah, yet. Yeah, December 15th. We are? Yeah, well, it's a holiday luncheon. Fantastic. I'll be there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sticking around for that. All right. I'm going to the luncheon. I heard you're coming into the building on Friday. I will be back in the building for the first time. I can't wait. I want a tour because everybody says it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. All come, right. Come come find me on uh, Friday. You better believe it. I'm checking out our podcast studio. Where can people uh, uh, tweet at you? Patrick Jim, Fox 5 DC. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye, Bye Patrick. Sarah.